You are now entering the Bad Christian Podcast. Good day, freaks. And you know I mean freaks in the most respectable possible way, right? (laughs) I only got three things I want to say today, and they're all promotional in nature. Number one, our show today is awesome. It's with Triple X Church Pastor Carl Thomas. Now, Triple X Church does a lot to help people that are addicted to pornography or at least struggle with pornography and wish they did not. Now, I know a lot of people don't even think pornography is bad to look at. And we don't agree with that. We think pornography is dangerous, bad, and destructive. And uh, we think the best way to beat it is to be open and honest about it. Otherwise, we just have a bunch of repressed sexuality that just, you know, comes out anyway behind closed doors. So Triple X Church is fighting the good fight in that realm. Promotional item number two, Toby, Joey, and I will be doing a live broadcast with an organization called Innovate for Jesus, and that's going to be tomorrow, Tuesday, May 6th at 11 a.m. Pacific time. The website is I, the number four, letter J, dot org, I4J.org, and there's a Twitter hashtag, I4JLive. The topic is going to be how to communicate Jesus to a large audience. Not sure we're qualified to talk on that, but we're going to do it anyway. So tune in. All right. The last promotional item I want to talk about today is something I care very much about and am so passionate about, and that is we have Bad Christian Podcast coffee mugs on our web store. Now, I thought that would be a great item to sell in the store, and I really pushed for it, and they cost a little bit to make. We've had them on the store for two or three weeks. We've sold one mug so far, and I look really stupid for having us add it to the store. So go buy the Bad Christian Podcast coffee mug. It's got that picture of us, the cartoon picture of us on the front of it. It's a great thing. You can listen to the podcast and drink coffee. Come on, help me save some face. And now, the show that's just 90 minutes of making fun of Joey, the Bad Christian Podcast. Three, two, one. And you know what it is. You know where you at. You know what you listening to. It's the All right, folks. Welcome to the Bad Christian Podcast. We've got a great show today. We have Carl Thomas from Triple X Church is going to be on here. We'll probably talk about some pornography, I imagine, or avoiding porno- pornography, rather. Um, we also... Thank uh, you for turning that off. Wow, the crowd just it, all stopped at the same that was, time. That was literally unreal. Well, I'm not very good at managing sound effects and talking at the same time, I guess. It's kind of Matt, hard. I just want all of our listeners to know, I, I know that we rudely interrupted you, but that's okay. Um, Toby <laughs> did that a lot last week. Yeah. Um, I want our crowd to know that none of these beatboxes and none of Toby's, it's the bad Christian, none of that stuff is practice. It is. It, that's pretty obvious. Every time. No, that's not pretty obvious. Are you kidding me? There's people that are just like, man, they must sit down for hours thinking about that. You have a huge ego. I think it's pretty obvious that you have no idea what you're about to do. I don't think anybody thinks, man, (laughs) that beatboxing and the things that Toby says are just... They, they must, must have, have rehearsed oh, that. You don't read the emails that I get. They work for hours. You don't read that. the emails. I feel that I get. bad then if that's what the, if they think we work for hours on that. I want to not. I want to stop doing that intro. We we work. House, yeah, we house, spend all our time on that and not our uh music on our music. So Joey works on that, and Toby and I work been working on Emory songs. By the way, <laughs> so Joey, did you know that uh Toby was actually supposed to fly to Seattle last week? 
to to work on music so we could finish our album. And he calls me and says, uh, I think I would do just as good not coming. I don't really want to fly on the airplane or whatever. So instead of coming out here to work with me on music, he actually went to a hotel in Charleston just to get away from his wife and kids and, and write songs and just be in a hotel by himself. Yeah. You knew that? Yeah, that sounds uh, like something totally Well, it wasn't do. to get away from them. It's just when you have three kids, four and under, that there is no chance you can. I mean, if I had locked myself in our bedroom, my wife and I's bedroom, then I still hear every time I, you know, smashes something or Ruby's crying or June's crying or whatever it might be. So it just, it, it really impedes the creative process. And so, when it's chaotic outside your door, do you feel guilty for not helping out? Yeah, I do. I, and too, I, I usually end sure. up, I usually end up going out at least once or just saying, what's going on? And then I'm like, cause I'm trying to get something done and then I feel like I handle it the wrong way. So, so Toby went to a hotel room instead of flying out here to work with me in Seattle, which is what I thought the funny thing was, but it really turned out good. He was able, he, he sent me 10 new songs or song ideas at least in just in 24 hours. Yes. Well, I, it was, How I, was that Toby being in a hotel room? Yeah, it was. I mean, it's not fun being in a hotel room by yourself. I mean, just sitting there for two days and not. I mean, you know, there's. It, I was in North Charleston, which isn't like the most beautiful place in the world. <laughs> so off a of river road, so it's got a high crime rate. Yeah, yeah, that, that is true. It's kind of an interesting way for a band to make their album, though, and wouldn't you think? Well, yes, but I am one of the primary writers along with Matt, and so I just knew if I flew to Charleston, I mean, flew from Charleston to Seattle, then uh, some of it would be just him and I hanging out and shooting the breeze and stuff like that, and I just knew that one full day flying to Seattle and one full day coming back, that would be two days out of a week, and I was only going to stay a week anyway, so I was like, why don't I just two days see what I can do, and if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, but I just at least want to try, and I really pushed myself, yeah, and Wrote nine brand new songs in two days, 48 yeah. hours. That, that really was it. So um, I was shooting for 10, and by the ninth song, I literally was just so musicked out, which is really funny, too, because uh, that was right after Easter, which, you know, Easter at church is super huge. So I'd been planning all this, you know, music for me that was, like, really awesome and great, uh, you know, that all had all these great musicians, and the music turned out really good. Then I immediately had to go to a hotel for two days and write music, and then I had to <laughs> sing at a wedding. So literally this past Sunday, I felt kind of bad. I was so musicked out. I was like, it took everything I had to just focus on playing songs and singing the correct lyrics. I was just, I was so burnt out from music. So I have to give you credit because I didn't think that that was a good idea at all to do that because I really, you know, you picture bands making music and you think, well, surely they get at least at some point get in a room together and play music. But that's so far, that's not something that we've, <laughs> we've, we've done. But at, so Toby really did send nine songs and they're a lot of really good stuff. And then, then I went um, yesterday and the day before and uh, Chad from King's Kaleidoscope and Andrew, their drummer, uh, went in and jammed the ideas out with me so I could get, get, you know, finish all those songs that Toby did filler. and then some songs that, uh, that I wrote too. So in two, two days this week, I, I recorded five complete demos of songs that are all, all the way done now. So oddly enough, without ever getting together, this album is coming together really good. And I guess you guys know this too, but the crowdfunding is killing it. We've got two more weeks to go, and I really think we have a good shot at doubling our goal. So thank oh, you for, uh, for contributing so far. It is it's at badchristian.com. It is kind of funny, though. We probably should change the album that to We Are Always Alone. <laughs> the members of Emory are always alone in hotel rooms. We never rooms. write together. We were always alone. <laughs> it would be the name of the new record. <laughs> hey, I've got a, uh, a great step-uncle that may die in the next two weeks, and if so, he's going to leave us a huge sum of money, so I'll give you all at least 500 Is that grand. actually true? Nah. Do you, hey, have a, do you have a great step-uncle? Nah. Is that just a really terrible joke? 
You just made a you made up a human that is dying for All a right, joke. So, so basically, <laughs> let me ask you guys this stylistically: uh, What's the Emory album uh, looking like? And I would appreciate if you guys could use your former albums to describe it, because that's just I I can't wait. Here, here's what I'm always dealing with, everyone, is that when a new Emory album comes out, I always fall in love with it. Always, always, always. And I'm at the point now to where I think I can answer the question, is it because I love Matt and Toby and then in the past Devin and, you know, No Dave and all these guys? I don't think it is. I mean, I, I think that's partly due to it, but I just I think Emory is seriously one of the best bands out there. So what does it sound like? I would say it sounds like somebody asked me this question the other day in passing, and uh, I actually think it's going to sound like our last two records combined. Um, we do what we want, and in shallow seas we sail. I think it's going to have a lot of the heavy stuff of we do what we want, but then some of that really catchy, poppy, what what Emory is uh, kind of feel that uh, in shallow seas we sail. Yeah, plus with Devin being back, it'll be more like shallow seas, I'd say. Yeah, having Devin back is going to really change the dynamic from the last record to the, you know, to this I one. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, that's awesome, awesome, awesome. Uh, Matt, what's your favorite Emory album? You were never alone. I mean, uh, we do what we want, right? Yeah, I don't know. I don't have a favorite one. I don't really I don't really think they're even for me. I don't like listen to them or anything. So, I mean, Are you serious? You don't ever listen to your albums? No. I mean, I listen I mean, I'm working on them. I sit there and work on them day in and day out and and you create like them, them and I love it. It's my favorite thing ever to do and then by the time they get mixed, I'm always disappointed cuz it's like ending like creating it is ending and then you get it mastered and i listen to it like two times and i think man this is so awesome and then i never really listen again after that because i feel like we just give it to other people you know like it's out for other people after that but you're really into it when you're playing it live i mean you're like i like this well yeah yeah, but that's just you know not though i mean what if you're sick or you're you know you've been on the road away from your family for a long time And toby your favorite is i'm only a man uh, I don't know. It just changes. It just changes. I mean, like Matt said, I, what's really fun for me these days is we have, you know, several albums. And so it's kind of nice just to just go back. It's kind of nostalgia for me just to listen back and go, oh, man, this album is really good. Like, I just, wow, this is really crazy. The last album I listened to was I'm Only a Man. I was yeah. like on a jog. And I was like, oh, this. it just happened to be, I'd cleaned out most of my music and it just happened to be on my phone. And I was like, oh. I'll give this a listen again. I just was like, whoa, some of these songs, especially later in the album, are just really unique, and I just really like them. You know, I still remember being out in Seattle visiting you guys with uh, Ben Huntington, our friend, and uh, I remember basically throwing the football around outside, and we were all coming to grips with the fact that you guys were most certainly going to be signed to at least Tooth & Nail, if not Take Hold or Deep Elm Records, and we were just blown away. Like, we're just like, man, this is happening for you guys. I remember that, too. It was really cool because you were you were just talking. You were so excited for us. And I remember just looking at you, and, like, the lower part of your belly was hanging out from your shirt, and it was kind of hairy. <laughs> That's a strong you, memory of that, too. Weird wow. how you remember stuff. That is weird. Right. That is nostalgia, man. <laughs> Joey, what is your uh, – I know that's our favorite albums. What is your favorite time you remember looking down at your belly? Yeah, um, I would say probably when I looked beyond it and saw Toby's bleeding face after I beat his ass. Wow, oh, okay. that was last week. All right, Doctor Entertaino is on fire today. <laughs> he came up with a fake step uncle that is dying, and now he's talking about beating me till I bleed. <laughs> What's next? This you know, podcast. I really think that. Uh, Never mind. I'm not going to say that's just way too mean. Hey, Matt, I got a question for you. Mother's Day is coming up and um, 
this is like your first Mother's Day to deal with the fact that your wife is a mom. Is yeah. that thing for you? Yeah, I was going to, I wanted to ask you guys about that, some advice on that, because this is my first, you know, Mother's Day, and I want to know how big of a deal to make of it. Is it kind of thing where if you set a high precedent, then you're always going to have to live up to it every year, or do you just need to get a card or, or like, you know, make her breakfast and get, get our daughter dressed or do something cute with our baby or what what do i gotta do i'm supposed to play music at church by the way so that takes up a lot of my day that day well let me say this i i have just allowed myself to be cultured with mother's day i've always been a rebel with mother's day in my opinion mother's day should be celebrated between me and my mom i don't want to tell all the ladies at church hey happy mother's day they're not my mom i don't want to tell my wife happy mother's day she's not my mom like that right but here's the thing is is it just doesn't work like that, that's not, you know, I'm not appreciate. It would be better if there was like a wife day and then that way I could focus on Priscilla. Okay. Well, there is definitely a wife day. It's her birthday. It's, it's Valentine's yeah, day. It's exactly. your anniversary. It's all that. Exactly. It's so, all so wife now, day. Priscilla and I, we we pretty much, we treat each other special on our birthdays and on mother's and father's day. And it's almost like one and the same. So I just, I would be a huge advocate for everybody just focusing on their on their moms. Okay. So, well, then here's what I'm going to do is just try to set a really low bar would be my thing. That way I should won't begin to have yet another holiday to expect stuff from. Not yeah, that she's I'm bad gonna, about that, but I, I hate it myself. I disagree with you guys. I, I think I it's a good thing yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> All right. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> Matt. <laughs> no, t- Toby, I'm interested in your point of view, buddy. My, how the turntables have turned. <laughs> the turntables. What's your point of view there, Toby? Uh, my point of view is I really, I do think Mother's Day is kind of cool uh, just because she is the mom of my kids. And that's huge to me. Like just seeing how my kids are and how amazing and wonderful and beautiful they are and that she gave that to me. Like she was able to bring them into the world. I know I helped, but boring. Not- <laughs> Come yeah, on. That's, a, that's right. I think jo- I'll have to go ahead and interrupt you there. You jo- Joey's right. Anything, but I mean, why isn't, you know, thinking about veterans a daily thing? Why isn't, why can't, yeah, why you can't don't, birthdays be a daily thing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll tell y'all, uh, th- this is going to be the first time Priscilla ever hears this confession, and she's going to be able to tell me whether or not I'm right. But the first Mother's Day when we had Rosa, our first child, she Priscilla's always into getting family pictures done, and I'm not into that because it costs money. And I'm just like, we have our own cameras; we can just take those. So I thought, man, the best Mother's Day uh, surprise ever is I'm going to take my daughter to Sears in one of these places where you can just pop in, get some pictures taken. And so that's what I did. I took her. I got pictures of me and Rosa, <laughs> and then I gave them to Priscilla for Mother's Day. And I want to say that she was like, well, that kind of sucks because I want <laughs> to get in those pictures. <laughs> I thought it was the greatest thing ever, and I don't think she thought it was the greatest thing ever. And to this day, I don't know. So I will Did be she finding w- out. Why? Because she was thinking maybe it'd be nice to see her in the picture. It would like be way family. more fun yeah, to yeah. have a family picture. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, it wasn't like an egotistical, I'm not in the picture, but it was like, man, I'd love a family picture. I, I'm the worst no matter what at thinking about presents for my wife. It's always bad. Like oh, I, yeah. I've done, I mean, the worst is like when I buy stuff, like we've toured Australia before and I, I bought like these cool clothes that I thought were Australian and like these boots and all this stuff. And I bring them home. She just is like, oh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, and then I, that's it. They're, I've actually, I've actually given Priscilla a framed picture of you. 
And I thought it was just going to be Weird. the greatest thing ever, and yeah. she just didn't like it. Well, I think I'm with Joey on this. I think the clear way to go is to uh, is to not do anything or even mention Mother's Day to her. And if she says anything, I'll just say, you're not my mama. Call your mama. <laughs> <laughs> because we got too many. We got too many things. Like, the well, birthdays are bad enough. Your Mother's Day. <laughs> yeah, it's called your Mother's Day. Your mama day. Your mama day. Yeah. So leave me it out of it. Else, man. I mean, it's just like, uh, it's it's... It's one of those things to where you have to think ahead. And, um, I mean, I, I made the mistake for sure of, um, basically with birthday presents in the past, Priscilla, I had to really figure out never just, let's just scratch all that. This isn't going. Well, anywhere. I'm trying to figure out how to deescalate all the events, you know, each Valentine's day. And what I mean, birthdays ones are the worst for me because you don't, a birthday means nothing. Like it's not even anything and everybody has one. And it's the kind of thing like, it just doesn't matter. Like if you know people and you have a bunch of friends and then you always have to go out to the restaurant where one of your friends wants to go because it's their <laughs> birthday and then you have to pay for it. And if you've got a bunch of friends like me, it's like once a week. I mean, if you think yeah. about it. If you, if you know 50 people, once a week it's somebody's birthday. And I'm not, I'm not well, that close with 50 people. But you know what I'm saying? It's like it's yeah. their one special day a year, but it's nothing to me. And it happens every – it happens all the time. It's not even special at all. And get this. Get this. This is the worst example possible. We have a friend who says this year – for their birthday, they want to go on a trip to New Orleans. Wow. Yeah. Which, uh, it doesn't obligate anybody to go, obviously, but yeah. Bridget's like, that's so great, let's go. And I'm like, <laughs> you son of a bitch, like, why would you want to do that for your birthday? That's the worst. That's way worse than going out to a fancy restaurant and we had to buy their meal. We might have to take a vacation because of somebody's birthday. Here's what's crazy is I have four kids. We have a large church that we are a part of. They have schools that they're involved in. We have, you know, just friends in the neighborhood, friends that we just go way back with. I have a budget set aside for basically $50 a month for uh, kids' birthday parties and stuff, and it is not near enough. I've tried yeah. the Groupon route where they have, like, this special ice cream-making kit for $9.99, and I'll seriously buy, like, six of them and just stock birthday presents because uh, you always then, have to go to kids' birthday is, parties. That's yeah, the worst. A, a birthday present uh, or a birthday will pop up. I'm like, sweet, we have this little ice cream maker. And then Priscilla was just like, yeah, but, you know, they also like music a lot. So let's go and get – I'm like, this defeats the whole purpose of Groupon. We already have something. But, I mean, it's it's unbelievable. I mean, you really have to figure something out with your finances. Because of all the obligations all of presents and parties and special, yeah. everybody's special day. Birthdays yeah. are the worst. Well, and then the on top of that, the weddings. The Morels came up with a good solution for this. Have we no got friends. rid of friends. <laughs> and it works. People go, oh, man, you need to have more friends. And Jess and I go, no, we don't. I learned from my dad and mom. They go, yeah, more friends, more problems. So I think you friends? might be right on that one, Toby. I don't have many friends, and I don't I have lots of money. I mean, you hang out with us. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I hang out with you guys, but we don't. That, that's the thing. I like close friends where I don't have to get them a birthday present. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you don't, you don't have to get me a birthday present. Like, if, I, if we happen to be out on your birthday, and I'm like, oh, I'll pick up your lunch. That's cool. Right. That's like something I get to do in the moment. I actually think, oh, I'd like to do this for Joey. It is his birthday in honor of your birthday, whatever. But if I have to think weeks before about yeah, getting, yeah. getting you something. But see, I don't think adult peers treat it that way. But if, if you invite me to three different birthday parties of your three different kids, we're not going to show up to one of them without a birthday present. Yeah. Not one of them. Yeah. We're going to bring I remember it's like Kids a, are what, worse. All right. So I just got a Twitter pop-up. 
that's a mention by Jonathan Harkey. Jonathan Harkey, if you're listening, thanks for listening to the podcast. And he says, y'all need to let Joey talk more. BC Pod 11. If you go on our Facebook page right now at facebook.com slash badchristians, you'll also see a conversation that we started in regards to Toby's antics and his tirades about Russell Wilson and about Derek Webb. And people chimed in about how rude he was with me. I approached Toby about this at our office today and I said, hey, you know, you, you were kind of rude. People are are you kidding me? What, is, what, are, Wait, you what are you saying? Toby was rude to you. To additionally, me. There's a lot of people saying that Toby, if, if we're really friends, he shouldn't interrupt me. Now, here's the thing. I told Toby this, and he won't believe me, but I told Toby, I was like, look, as far as me and you're concerned, I'm not offended. I'm not mad. I wasn't taken back or anything. I said, now, was it a little frustrating? Sure. But here's my thing is I think Toby should show a little humility on the air right now and just say, hey, this is not how people should handle these sorts of discussions. Because what you are, are for are what? We, are we promoting people to be in uh, debates with each other but not let the other person talk? Now, Toby says it's obvious that he's kidding. No, it's not obvious to a lot of our listeners. And I want to protect our listeners right here. So, Toby, you apologize. Yeah, you, you're, wor- you're worried about Toby's <laughs> becoming a stumbling block to yeah. people uh, interrupting, causing his brother to stumble and becoming in- interrupters? Yeah, we don't want interrupters. Yeah, you know what? I'm really sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great topic to talk about. So, uh, so hey, let, me, let, me, let me clarify this. A little uh, bit. Okay. Joey, Joey comes into the office. Oh, is which, the story going to change? No, no, I'm just telling the story the way it is. He comes into the office, and I'm talking to Andy, and he goes, you know what? I wasn't even going to say this. Uh, I was going to say it for the podcast, but, you know, you were rude last week, and I'm going to – and so that's the first I've ever heard of that. I didn't so, say yeah, it you, did. Like you said you were, you were rude, no, and you I need didn't. to apologize. Yes, you did. What? I didn't go, no, I'm not. I didn't do that. <laughs> Guess what you're doing? You're being entertaining just like I was trying to be. Now, also, I do think, honestly, you're being a big wuss. I mean, I was just joking around. I went back and listened to it after you said that, and I was like, okay, what what did I do so bad? I was actually going – I said – what. What I actually said was, I was like, you you started. I, I was finishing. I was finishing a topic. You started to chime in, and I said, you started talking to me. I was like, oh, my heart's heavy, and I was making a joke. And it wasn't even like at you. I wasn't saying you're stupid. I wasn't saying Joey's dumb. I wasn't saying you're you're not valid. What you're about to say is dumb. All I was doing was actually making a joke about still about what Derek Webb or Russell Wilson talking about hearts are heavy. So it wasn't even directed at you. And if it, I don't think it was a big deal until somehow some people on Facebook validated it and you go, oh, this must be real. So we need to talk about it and Toby needs to apologize. No, I think it's interesting. I don't no, no, care. No, no, you, you don't just, owe no, me an apology. No, you just said, you said you think that I'm leading our people wrong, even though I was joking. And here's what's really crazy about this conversation. This is just a capture of how we all talk to each other. For example, imagine if I had recorded... Uh, probably out of a month, out of 30 days, I'd say 20 of them, <laughs> you come out of your office at work and go, hey, guys, I just want you guys to know, I know I kind of helped Toby to be hired here, but he is mentally retarded. He has this. <laughs> Today when I was leaving, our office is in a wine bar. Today as I was leaving, one of our staff members, a uh, little kid kind of followed me. You know, he just likes all the staff. He kind of followed me, and Joey yells out into the restaurant, don't go with him. He is very irresponsible. And people in the restaurant kind of looked at me, and I go, Oh, uh, did I go, oh, man, this is really bad. (laughs) This is all. I mean, he said that in front of people that do not know me at all, anything. Now, here is where we differ, and this is what I don't understand. You know me. Do do I really think you think I'm irresponsible? I mean, you'd let me watch your kids. So when I was interrupting you, I feel like you make it kind of more of an epic thing. Like, hey, we need to really discuss this, and, and this is serious because some people said it, and this, this, and this. And, I mean, I feel like 
Are we even friends? Can I even joke with you? Like, do we know each other as well as I think? All right, here's the thing is, yes, we are 100% friends, and here's why. I was not not upset at all. When you were doing that, I was just like, okay. Now, here's the thing is, and you can ask my wife this. Why weren't you you upset? Because we're friends, and I just, like, it will take, you would have to, like, punch one of my kids for me to get mad. Because you know my heart, and we are good friends, and you know that if I'm doing that, it's either for entertainment, or I'm just goofing around, or I'm coming down. That's why I didn't care. Screaming and yelling about Russell Wilson. I, I didn't care, but here's the thing is, there is such thing as me getting frustrated, not mad at you, but frustrated because. So then you need to own up to that. You're not. You're saying, I'm not mad in the least, man. It doesn't no, matter. No, no, but, no. But, but, oh, you know what? Our Facebook people, they said some stuff, and I really need to honor them. If you're mad, you should say you're mad. I mean, you can. No, no. What I was frustrated about is a lot of times my mind just has a really hard time working, and I'm distracted. <laughs> that would make me mad, too. <laughs> so I was just like, dang it, I'm trying to think of what I'm saying, and it would have just been easier to stop. So here's what I'm saying is you can either say that the people on Facebook don't really think that I was being serious, or you can say, no, they did think that I was serious. And hey, listeners, I wasn't being serious. We were joking around. Hey, listeners. Okay. I, I'm, I, I think I understand what Joy's saying, and I'm pretty in the wrong here. I, I feel pretty bad about it. So uh, I just, why are you guys laughing? I want to be really honest right now. And this just goes to those, I think it was like three or four people that said I was rude to Joey. Let Joey talk. Poor Joey. Um, you I got know both of your middle fingers. This up is, in the air right this now. is, this is a touchy subject. Cause I feel really bad. I mean, that was, I mean, Joey, that's the least Joey's ever talked on a podcast. It was our number one most downloaded <laughs> podcast, by the way, um, which is strange. That's such a sucky coincidence. I feel so bad for you for that. But, um, I just really want to apologize. You guys were right. You're dead on. I interrupted Joey. Let Joey talk. I'd like to start a petition like, you know, people <laughs> protesting. Let Joey talk because I don't think you talk enough. Now, let me just say this. I don't I, think you talk enough. I want to hear more fake stories about uh, uncles that are dying and going to give money to you. I'd like to hear, you know, I'd like to hear more about how I'm retarded. Uh, whatever else you can come up. I mean. Here's what's really funny. Joey did that. Do you, you realize that I was sitting here trying to get my news segment together? I listened to that, too. I was trying to get my news segment together, and Joey goes, Toby, you're just sitting on the Internet. You don't even care about your job. I was like, joking. Oh, there we go. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's okay. You're joking. But if I'm joking back at you, and, and I go, Joey, <laughs> Joey you're bald. No, no big jo- difference. Joey, I got a heavy big heart. Big difference. I- Okay. Here's the difference. You're right. I'm sorry. No. There's a big difference. When Joey jokes, it is for joking. When I joke, it's for cruelty to hurt, nope. to hurt our fans. <laughs> Here, to hurt our fans. Yeah. Here's the difference. I apologize. The I, am, diff- the, I am so the sorry. The difference is I didn't keep saying, like, you didn't go back into your news story and say, oh, you had the computer open. Oh, no, but no. I, oh, you had the computer open. Can you please calm down? You're yelling. You're screaming. I, I'm really sorry. I apologize for <laughs> everything I did. There were plenty of times before this podcast you could have brought this up, but I'm glad you, you are using this for entertainment. I don't and care. It, you do care. Can you move into uh, apologizing about <laughs> Russell Wilson? <laughs> <laughs> I come to you today with a heavy heart. Hey, I want to uh, I, I tell our, our readers who are trying to give Toby a bad name about this Russell Wilson thing is – when we do these podcasts, we are not trying to appear as these unbelievable three guys that just say everything right. I think deep down in everybody's hearts, you know there's validity to what Toby is saying. And just because he says it in a way that makes him, uh, I don't know, look less reputable, I think that we should be applauding Toby. Most of the people on the BC talk. Thank you. Most of the people in the BC talks, uh, I, well, I would say half of them, maybe more than half, said, no, 
you know what? I agree with you guys. I like you guys, but you, you know, Toby just went too far on this. Hey, we respect that. That's fine. But here's what we're trying to do. We're trying to have conversations that we would normally have behind closed doors. We're trying to have them with 25,000 listeners. So uh, if you're going to stay with us through the years, you're going to have to cut us some slack because we're actually, uh, I think this is a, a gift to you guys for us to be real and for us to put our reputations on the line. So yes, exactly. Uh, your classic case of the people getting, not actually being offended, but just being irritated, being potentially offended or being offended on behalf of other people. It's just people right. expressing, oh, but he could, he should have done it in a better way. He should have been more clear. He should have been more politically correct is what people are saying. They're not saying he, he bothered me or he's wrong. They're saying, if you're talking in a microphone, you better be, you better have it together. And that's the opposite right. of what we're doing here. So and what, what thank I would you. Say, yeah. What I would say is the, the, the <laughs> church, we are extreme secret, extreme hush hush, extreme private. I would rather be extreme Toby Morrell asshole than way extreme better. private. It's way better. Thank you, Joey. Um, I, hey, I actually, Toby, I, I love you. Thank you, man. I love you, too. I told you that yesterday in front of a lot of people. Uh, and then you pulled down my pants and made fun of me. <laughs> you pulled down my pants and no, let me stand in my underwear, and it was really uncomfortable. But, no, I didn't. Okay, that didn't happen. Um, I think it's really cool. One thing I really like is when people just respond, um, and I think they're cool. Uh, I think I think this guy's probably listening today. His name is Bob Beeson, and I thought it was really cool. He was like, Yo, Bob Beeson. He just said, I think uh, – bridling the tongue sometimes can be good a good thing he sounded a little drunk to me instantly condemning anyone that gets divorced and accusing them of stuff isn't cool accusations based on stereotypes aren't cool pretending you are immune to a fall is asking for one not letting joey talk based on only lack of hair was <laughs> he says still love toby though and i made a joke back i uh, just back to him and he has a great person uh sense of humor i thought it was really cool he just he just wrote back and just said some some nice stuff and just talked and that's what i think is cool um just that we have people out there that disagree with that's what i want people to understand i listened back to it and i was like man people are gonna smash me and they did they said some unbelievable things which is really funny because people handled me saying things that they thought were unbelievable, <laughs> unbelievably as well. Like the thing, I, I think one of the best things about Bad Christian is some of the just, it. we get to the heart of people. They say some of the meanest, worst possible things on earth about what we're doing. And I'm like, whoa, 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 you're talking about how bad we are. And yet you're just revealing your own heart. And that's what we're getting at. So I, I really appreciate that. I think with Russell Wilson, I was just super jacked, man, on it. Because I just get so frustrated and i was talking with a guy today about no this. your exact words i was talking damn to, angry no i was talking to andy gill about this today <laughs> who's awesome and uh he you know he disagreed with the way I, I said some things and i was like man this is awesome though we're talking about it this is getting the conversation going and yes my presentation is never going to be good i am rough around the edges if you hadn't realized that yet um then you need to listen to all the podcasts again and, and just ask matt and joey if you ever see them but i think my point is I just can't stand anymore. The number one reason why people think Christianity sucks is because of Christians. And it's, this is the reason. We are liars and we don't want to be caught. We don't want to get things out in the open until after we're clean again. So I'm sure people will talk about their divorce and stuff, you know, years afterwards and stuff like that. But in the moment when, man, this is serious and happening right now, respect my privacy, that really disappoints me. 
It really does. I mean, I don't know what happened. I don't know if it, both these guys went to counselors. I'm sure they did. Maybe they tried to save their marriages. Maybe they tried to do this, this, and this. But no chance did they not love the fame and the non-privacy when somebody's buying their jersey or buying their record or yeah, listening to them on whatever, subscribing to something they do, or they're joining their Facebook, or, you know, no chance do they care, they're collecting money from it or whatever. But as soon as something bad happens where you're like, oh, wait, 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 then, you know, you got to be careful. And, so and, would you and, say and, that about us then? Like, what is the thing that you, uh, I mean, are you totally open about everything? No, I mean, I know we're trying to be, but where, yeah, we, where yeah, do I, we go I, with I, that? Nope, I, I don't think you are, and I don't think anybody is. I, I, I think uh, I, our, uh, our pastor said this, and I just, it was just so, it rang so true. He's like, man, people aren't going to be honest with you. You need, you have to ask people, like, what are you looking at on the internet? What did you look at on Facebook? What are you, who, what are you thinking right now? Why are you doing these things? And that's what you guys are doing. And it keeps me in check. And that's why I go, when I listen back, actually hearing myself uh, on audio, I was like, man, a lot of the stuff I said, I agree with, are people able to, are people able to receive it the way I'm presenting it? So you that, listened that, back to yourself and, and really did agree with yourself on a lot of points. It, it was really hard, but I agree with myself. <laughs> I do. I mean, I, I, I just think you, you really won yourself over, man. I think another thing, too, is that I hate it feels like we're nitpicking sins because, for example, what if I came on here today and, hey, guys, you know what? It's been a struggle. Um, last couple of years, I've been seriously looking at porn. Uh, please respect my privacy. Moving on in the news. Uh, I mean, well, seriously. Well, I mean, you know what? Let's do. Let's uh, take a break here, and we'll get Carl Thomas's thoughts. And he probably has a lot of insight on that and about people and their marriages and keeping stuff secret. Specifically, they deal with uh, pornography and being open and honest about that. And we really appreciate a lot of the stuff that they do because they push the boundaries of openness and stuff that can be talked about that most people don't talk about. So we're going to take a quick break here. We'll be back with Carl Thomas and hear his thoughts. Podcasting. We all know it's the wave of the future. By 2017, it's projected that every American will have at least one podcast of their very own. The question is, who's going to host your podcast? Well, the answer, SignalLeaf.com. They host the Bad Christian Podcast, and they're going to host your podcast as well. So if you have one or you're thinking about starting one, go ahead and do it. It's hosting without the headache. It's really easy to sign up. Great customer service, signalleaf.com forward slash bad Christian. Let them know we sent you and sign up for your free trial. And we're back. All right. Hey, we're back with uh, Carl Thomas, actually a new friend of ours. He is from Triple X Church. A lot of you have heard of that, but he's the outreach pastor. Uh, recovery group coordinator. He wears a bunch of different hats, but let's let him talk about that. Carl, how hey you doing? Carl, how you doing, man? Hey guys, what's up? So tell us a little bit about Triple uh, X Church, and or or have you been listening to the podcast right now? Like, have you been listening to us ramble about last week? Yeah, yeah, and I got to tell you, um, you're hard on Toby because you know? <laughs> I I like the guy. Like I I sympathize because I'm always I don't want to say always. But 99% of the time, I'm usually the guy that they say, why do we have this asshole with us? So it's <laughs> like, right, so let's, let's Carl, you think Joey is hard on Toby? I think they're all hard on him, you know? It's just, you know, I, right, let's I get like... Let's clear. Let's that's talk. awesome. All right, so you're not a Christian, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that's that's been debated here or there, um, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I mean, you know, hey, I've, I'm, I'm the first one that says it 
I'm always like, no, no, just say it how it is. And then, uh, you know, that never goes over well. So, all right. right, So let's find out some more about triple X church here. Carl, what, uh, what you guys also have similar values to us in that you think people need to be a hell of a lot more open than they are about where they're at. Tell us how that works for triple X church and what you want people to be like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, absolutely. We're, um, one of our major resources is X we watch, which is a, it's an accountability software product. Mm-hmm. And uh, we came out with that years ago and, and it's free. You know, it's completely free. And then we have a paid version, which includes filtering. But, uh, you know, we came out with it because, yeah, it was like, hey, let's let's get these conversations started. And uh, wh- what better way to do it than, you know, automated? So what kind of conversations should we be having? Like you're saying that, uh, first of all, is it really true that Christians look at porn a ton? Is that real? Yeah, they say, uh, was it the, the, the statistics like for porn viewing, divorce, adultery, you know, anything that falls in that main, you know, area of stats, they're, they're almost identical between mm-hmm. the church and the unchurched. In fact, what's hilarious is, um, not hilarious, it's sad, but uh, I think it's either adultery, I can't, it's been a while since I looked at that one, but either adultery or divorce is actually a lower among atheists than Christians. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Do you think that's skewed, though, b- because of people reporting themselves to be Christians and they they may not be Christians? Like, there's a, the, everybody in the South are Christians. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. But, the, you know, it's still like that. I, I think that's, that's relatively, you know. I think that's something we find again and again point. is that people are Christians and non-Christians behavior and morals really are about the same as far as their actual behavior. The things they say they're for or against or the way they report that they do or ought to do is different, perhaps. But in actuality, they tend to be the same. Yeah, statistics, yeah. statistics, I feel like, always just show that, oh, everybody needs Jesus. Everybody, Christian or non-Christian, you need Jesus. And because you aren't any different, you're not any better. And that's one of the biggest complaints about Christianity is, man, we do a lot of good stuff, but we seem hypocritical or fake or weird or messed up. Like, I mean, Christians do so much good in the world, and that's what we talk about. And then people get mad if you talk about the bad stuff, but that's what we're trying to get out. When you talk about the bad stuff, that means Jesus owns it and not us, and it's just great, you know. But- so let's be clear today. Everybody here agrees at least that tons of Christians, just as much as non-Christians, are looking at pornography. Is that true? I would yes. agree. And so yep. what 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 are we then what are you guys trying to do about it? What do you think does work, Carl, that you've seen? Well, I mean, I'd say with our ministry, we have we really have three talking points. So it's awareness, prevention, and recovery. Uh, but I'd have to say the number one thing is awareness. And by awareness, I mean, we're all aware that porn exists, you know, uh, but yeah, I think it's, I think it's more like awareness of the issue, getting it out in the open, not treating it like it's this special sin or that it doesn't happen because, you know, then, 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 then we can move on to the other stuff and we can, we can mm-hmm. be more open about, Hey, let's, let's, let's work on some preventative measures. Let's work on uh, recovery. Let's start recovery programs. Uh, you know, we, we recognize there's a problem. So and, you guys uh, treat it or view it uh, just similar to alcohol addiction and stuff like that. And you have recovery programs and use that language. Yeah, we don't, we, our, our recovery program is actually not 12 steps, but uh, yeah. In fact, if you read the book, Pure Eyes, which is what our recovery program that's the curriculum that our recovery program is basically founded on. Uh, yeah, it talks a lot about how the chemical, mental, emotional 
all, all the things that surround porn addiction are very, very similar, if not identical to any other substance abuse. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have any uh, uh, non-Christians come to you guys for help with their porn addictions? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we have more, obviously, more Christians and non-Christians. But yeah, right. we have non-Christians that come to us. Yeah, uh, I, know. I had a guy at a, come up to me at a... You know, I don't know if you're how familiar you are with what we do in terms of our outreach, but like when we were at a porn show, that's a long, that's a whole conversation for another yeah. story. Mm-hmm. But we were doing our outreach in Atlantic City a couple weeks ago. I had a, I was there because that's part of my responsibilities, and I had a guy come up to me who uh, told at a porn show, of course, you know, hey, I think I have a problem, and um, <laughs> and then uh, wanted to talk about it and asked me for resources and told, was very clear that he did not want Jesus. You know, he had his own religion, but he he thought he had a problem. And I was yeah. like, hey, man, you know, we'll we'll talk about it. We'll help you out. Whatever. What's that like being at those porn conventions? Like, is that is that not difficult for you guys as volunteers? I think I'd have a pretty difficult time hanging around yeah. the porn convention. Yeah, it's. Uh, well, you know, I mean, I never struggle with lust. You know, I'm just, I'm perfect. <laughs> uh, me, me either, man. I've uh, never looked at a pair of boobs. Yeah, ever. so Carl and Toby are both assholes, and they never struggle with porn. Awesome. I don't struggle with anything uh, other, than, <laughs> other than maybe using the word asshole too too loosely. <laughs> too much. Um, but no, no, but it's like, seriously, yeah, it, it, it's, it's a visually distracting environment. In my situation, it's, uh, and it's not a prideful thing. I, I, I literally think God just wired me uh, weird because uh, I was a porn addict for, oh, I don't know. I mean, I guess I was an addict before you even called it addict. But put it this way, I was either dabbling, pursuing, or frequently viewing porn since I was probably, you know, 12, 13. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. and then I, I, I've been sober for three years uh, and I'm 43 now, so do the math. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, wow. But that all happened, obviously. And how long before. had you had, or have you been a Christian? Oh, since I was a well, that's a good question because I always ask that. It's like that, that. Then you get into that whole theological thing, like when did you actually become a Christian? Like, but I mean, I you were start, an active Christian, and even in ministry during uh, this. this no, time? I wasn't in ministry. I called myself a Christian since I was mm-hmm. probably nine. You know, I did the whole prayer thing, but then I had like this kind of like realization that I was pretty jacked up when I was 35, say, you know, cause I got, I got married. My wife kind of cleaned up my act. Well, I cleaned it up for, her, but in my heart, it was always like, well, if my wife was out of the picture, I'm just going to go back to having sex and drinking and doing whatever I want to do mm-hmm. and drinking frequently. Cause I don't think there's anything wrong with drinking, but that's beside yeah. the point. Well, let um, me ask you this. Um, and, and you don't have, obviously you don't have to answer any question, but, uh, for sure, there's no reason to bring any names into this. But like when you, when you look at the typical megachurch pastor, just you know the 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 big guns, the the top guys, uh, many of them being used for unbelievable things. Jimmy Swagger. Uh, <laughs> what 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 percentage do you think are actual porn addicts, if any? Like, do you think any pastors of gigantic churches are actually addicted to porn and in all all fairness as i ask this question i mean i i'll say to our viewers i mean um and and this is something my wife knows i mean i have definitely looked at porn uh i would say in the last six months and it was one of those things to where i was just like crap i definitely shouldn't have done that and i confess that to my wife so uh, i don't want to ask these questions without coming clean on my own but yeah what do you think about with uh megachurch pastors I don't think it's just megachurch. I mean, I think 
any pastor, you know, is susceptible to it. And I think a lot of them are doing it. I mean, yeah. you see them come out all the time when, but unfortunately when they come out, it's a big, it's a big story. Um, so you think it shouldn't be a big story? No, I like, Hey, no, this is a I, pastor of 10,000 people. And, and he, he said on his Twitter, Hey, sorry guys, I've been looking at porn last week. That should be no big deal. I think it's a story, but it depends on how you handle it. Like, you know, if the guy comes out and says, Hey, uh, if he handles it correctly, like he comes out and says, Hey, listen, you know, I, I'm human. I, I did this. Uh, I'm stepping back for a while to get my life together. If you're a pastor and you look at porn, do you need to step back for a while? I would say, you know, I would say, yeah. I would say if you need to, I don't know what that looks like necessarily for each church, but I think, yeah, I think you need to step back and re, and regather because, you know, biblically even, it's just, I mean, it's practical and it's biblical. You know, how are you going to lead effectively mm-hmm. if you're, if you're something, in what's all, uh, you know, hold on. Before something, you ask something that, I've been talking about for, or thinking about. Well, can I ask him to like, clarify real quick? Do you mind? With what? With, with what he said. Are you saying someone that's a pastor that's addicted or a pastor that messed up and immediately repented and walked the other way? No, that's different. Okay. I mean, that's just, yeah. I mean, like, cause it's like, again, sin is sin. You know, right. I'm a firm believer in that, but the the difference between like habitual pornography use versus just regular pornography <laughs> use or whatever I don't know how you but I mean it's like it's like that uh, it's like that rebellious sin you know yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, hey I got this okay. issue and um, I I'm not doing anything about it or you know it's like a it, it it goes then back to like that whole pride rebellion thing versus like oh hey uh, I was in Starbucks and a person cut me off and I said that you know I I yeah. I, I gave him the bird and yeah. you know said it, something then that now, Toby would have said. Do you guys work with a lot of, uh, you know, clergy or, or church staff? I mean, is that is that a large amount of people, or is it just uh, regular folks with regular jobs who might, are Christians? And you know, we have uh, we have clergy come to us a lot. Uh, in our recovery groups, we have a lot. I mean, I I just know from talking to my guys, like we're seeing like people's email signatures that yeah, we get a lot of pastors. You know? well, and the reason why I asked that, I have been really thinking lately, and we've talked about this on another podcast that like. The position of pastor, just at least I'll just talk about America because it's where we live. It feels like it sets men uh, up, um, past, male pastors with, uh, you know, problems with uh, pornography or whatever. I would say it sets them up because who do they talk to as the church grows, as it gets bigger and bigger? Yeah. Who do they talk to? So then by the time they actually even admit it or get caught, then it is a huge issue because, oh, man, he's let down all these people. He's done this and this, this and that. And I just think yeah. if they would – if if every pastor could just not take themselves so seriously and their identity was truly in Christ, then they would go, hey, listen, just like Joey said. I mean, Joey just said, hey, in the last six months, I've looked at pornography. That is not me. My identity is in Christ. I don't want to do those things. The re- I slip up. I'm weak. It makes me feel disgusted. It makes, I, I'm the same way. I've looked at, at pornography. So the holding life. it in part is what probably creates it a really big problem because if everybody, every pastor, every husband was, was able to say, you know what? I did this yesterday and this morning. Uh, but I got to tell you right now, then yeah. you probably could move on. And when you, when you're too afraid to say that is when it's just going to get worse. Yeah. I have a, a peer and a pastor that I will pretty much tell, right. I mean that night or the very next day, Hey, I messed up just letting you know. And obviously if they get, if they start getting those text messages on a regular basis, they're going to be like, Hey, let's, let's go sit down. Let's talk about this. But just having that accountability in place is, is huge. And I, I do want to say the reason why I asked mega uh, church pastors is just because they're in such a light of exposure. So many people know them. And I think the, 
the assumption there is that there are no pornography uh, struggles. And I think that is a very unfair thing for us to assume mm-hmm. to put them in a place where, oh, yeah, well, they, they don't struggle with that. That's super unfair. And I think that is part of the cycle of why they end up, you know, falling because everybody just assumes they're good. Oh, yeah, they're good. Yep. I mean, yeah, he wouldn't and, do that. Now, Carl, Carl, you're three. You're three years sober. You put it. Yeah. So, what will it look like uh, if you slip again? What will? How will that go? And when you say sober, uh, you mean a hundred percent, like no slips at all in three years? Yeah, no porn, no masturbation. Wow, it's great, dude. But uh, I, you know, it's just it's like there's so much on the line for me now. You know, yeah, like because yeah. I just look back and like my marriage is like a thousand times better than it used to be, and. You know, the idea of hurting my wife like that is, like, too much. Like, I can't, you know, it's like... So you don't I even just, think you're in danger of it? I wouldn't, I'm not going to get proud there, no. Because, okay. yeah. you know, it's like, I always say, hey, if I have an Achilles heel, it's sex. Because mm-hmm. that was always my issue. Like, I, you know, I, I, I messed around with drugs when I was younger. Never, never got, never went there. You know, it just never appealed to me on that level. Uh, you know, I've had drinks, but I've just never been like, oh, I need a drink. You know, it's just... Those things have never been, but sex has always been something. So, it, d- so just clearly, get back, that's my Achilles heel for sure. Getting back to what you said, um, so you said no porn, no masturbation. How as what is what? What are y'all's views on masturbation? Is it detrimental to your marriage, or can it be beneficial? What do you guys? What, what's your stance on that? I'm going to take an out here. I'm not. I don't want to answer this from our per, like our stance yeah. per se, because one of the things I do love uh, at times. <laughs> about our ministry and the way Craig leads is the fact that we, you know, we have a variety of opinions on a lot of, of, on a lot of things, you know, and it's like, Hey, at the end of the day, we're here to like shed light on the issue and try to do something good. But we, you know, when it comes to like a lot of things, we don't necessarily are a hundred percent on everything. Right. Um, so my perspective individually is I think masturbation is one of those things that like, I think it's like anything uh, we get hung up on this whole porn like if it's naked boobs or naked ass then it's porn and if it's not it's something else and it's like you know the, I, it's not so much that the porn is the issue it's the fact that you know you're you're satisfying your sexual desires outside of your spouse right so yeah. you know if it's bathing suits lingerie uh you know if you're in the feet <laughs> i don't get that one but you know whatever like Whatever the bottom line is, if you're satisfying yourself outside of your spouse, then yeah, it's a problem. So when a guy says to me, well, is it wrong to, is it wrong to masturbate? I go, well, let me ask you a question. Uh, are you thinking about your wife? Well, not, not usually. Okay, so you're probably thinking about another girl, right? Because if you're masturbating and not thinking about, like, thinking about how you're going to paint the dining room, that's just strange. And, uh, you know, like, yeah, yeah, you're right. And I'm like, well, there you go. Like, there's your answer. So, yeah, I agree with you there. I mean, that, that's what I was going to ask is can Toby, you know, without getting too detailed, can Toby think about his wife? I mean, yeah. what, would you now, would you say, ah, it's probably not ideal, but not a sin? Yeah. I mean, I, for me, yeah, my wife and I have talked about it. In fact, we were at a back when I tried small groups, um, <laughs> you know, we, we were in one and um, we got a like, I got, I, I let it, which was the first mistake. Because I would, you know, it didn't matter what we talked about. It could be anything. Ultimately, by the end of the night, we were still talking about porn usually. So, um, but we got in a conversation with a, with a, one of the couples there. We were going back and forth and, you know, got into like webcam stuff, you know. And, and uh, yeah. I'm like, well, if your husband's away in the military for eight months and 
you know, he wants a little show, uh, you know, what are you, you're going to say no? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 no. I'm like, well, how's that helpful? He's like, oh, yeah. oh, no, you no. Know, if he loves me enough, he'll wait. I'm like, what are you crazy? Like, that's eight, <laughs> yeah. eight months. Like, my wife would do it for me for sure. Like, yeah. it's like, I wouldn't have any problem with that. It's like, all right, well, hey, babe, it's been, it's been eight months. You know what I mean? I have a hard time going away for four days. By the time I get back after a show, and it has nothing to do with the show, it's the length of time, but, you know, I get back after four days, you know, it's like, uh, hey, hey, babe, you know, my kids, it's like, hey, Honor, hey, hey, Mia, give them kisses, give them hugs. It's five o'clock in the afternoon. I'm like, hey, can I go to bed? <laughs> how, do we, how do we get them in bed? I need to have sex right now. You know, it's like. We call that when we're, when we're touring on the road with Emery, we call it that, that old fashioned feeling. There's like a few days to go by, like four or five, and then you start getting the old fashioned feeling where you're like, oh, yeah. I need uh, something with Yeah, my- yeah. I'm like, I'm like, where, it's five? Don't they go to bed at five? You know, like. I love my kids, but I can't wait till the next day to say hi to them, you know? <laughs> so, so Carl, um, I don't know if people get confused about this or not, or if I understand it clearly, but is Triple X Church an actual church? No, no, we're, we're a nonprofit, like parachurch, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, no, we're, we're part of uh, our, we're, Fireproof Ministries, the actual name of the organization, which has nothing to do with that movie. I want to be clear about that. Um, <laughs> Kurt Cameron. Nothing, nothing to do with that but uh yeah so no we're a parachurch so you know we we don't actually have a building or 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 you know a congregation sometimes you know you get a guy craig has gotten a couple interviews where they ask him about his church members and i think it's just easier to be like oh yeah you know like thinking of kind of thinking of the people that you service as your church members but rather than get into the whole conversation but no we're not a we're not a physical church I actually like changing the idea of church isn't a building or four walls is people. So I, I think that's totally okay to say for sure. Now yeah. I noticed, uh, I was on I y'all's agree. website and I noticed, uh, you guys, uh, not everybody agrees with what you guys are doing or think it's good. You guys <laughs> no, actually, no. the hate mail part of your, your, your uh, yes. website, I think I thought was really cool. Cause we thought about the same thing. I mean, people really have said some of the cruelest, meanest things to us. And I'm just the very first one that's, that, that came up about you guys was, it said, your concept and website are shameful and dishonor God. Non-Christians will be very confused by statements such as Jesus loves porn stars and don't spank the monkey, which are vulgar and appear to <laughs> mock God. Read Philippians 4, 8, which says we have to dwell on pure things and other scripture, which says we already have everything in Christ. And it just goes on. If, if sin rather than Christ is the focus of a church, then it is non-Christian. Yeah, you guys get tons of these, right? Yeah, that's just yeah. We get we get the hardcore ones. We get sometimes we get like the passive aggressive guys. Like I got a one time I got an email from a guy uh, who who had gotten an email because he had either taken the sex addiction test or done the confessions on our website. I can't remember which one, but I mean he got an email for a reason, you know. And it was just basically a general encouragement email, like, "Hey, here's the things you should think about." Blah blah blah. And uh, he sends us an email back and was like, oh, you know, hey, I just feel like you're trying to say that recovery lies in resources and not in Jesus. And that doesn't seem really biblical and blah, 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 blah. And I'm so I emailed back the first time, like I, I have patience, I have to. So I emailed back the first time and I'm just like, no, no, listen, man, we, you know, God is the answer. But, you know, resources are a tool and, you, you know, you use them. And then he came back again. And finally, I was just like, what do you, I don't understand. What, 
what are you what are you trying to do here like yeah. what are you trying to say like we, we'll agree to disagree whatever like we're no we think god's the answer we think god's the you know the only true source of recovery but you got to use your resources and there's nothing wrong with that yeah but then, then we get the hardcore condemners who think we're all going to hell which hey, is fine did you guys used to have a, a t-shirt or a bumper sticker that said every time you masturbate satan kills a kitten or something like that yeah, we still have that page up on the website, the kittens page. <laughs> yeah, the video is old, but it's funny because, like, it starts off with this. Like, you have to check it out. It, it, just, out it makes people really uncomfortable for people to have a sense of humor about stuff that they feel is super serious or they did. You know, it's like something something weird there that makes people not believe it's okay to have a sense of humor. I don't get that. Yeah, no, you can't have a sense of humor about masturbation or porn. Yeah, you can't joke about anything because somebody could get offended by it. What? So uh, Matt talked about this a little bit earlier too, but I, it, have you ever been like at a – so you guys, your, part of your outreach is to go to porn conventions and just kind of be a light in the darkness or something? Do you just talk to people? And I'm sure yeah. you, you have some stories about recovery from that, like even meeting people that are current porn stars and then maybe them having a change of heart. But have you ever like um, been like been there and, and like saw somebody that you, you know, masturbated to a few years before or anything like that. And we're like, oh, I remember her. Or him. Uh, me? Yes. Yeah, really? I was a, well, uh, well, you know, hey, yeah. look, I was, I was a, um, I was a pro. <laughs> You're you know? a pro masturbator? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I got a medal for it and everything. So, um, I downloaded, a, I, I, my, my, my hard drive is very active. So, uh, I mean the computer, well, either way. Anyway, uh, yeah. So yeah, that's happened for sure. Yeah, I've I've seen it, but you know, it's like three years ago or whatever, and yeah. they look very different than they do on film. Let me say that a lot of times. Oh wow, that's interesting. Yeah, a lot of touch I'll up. Forget, I'll never forget. I was in a Seattle library, and uh, my wife and I were just walking around, and I glanced at a guy who was behind a computer. And Don't tell is, me you masturbated to him because that would be <laughs> yo. That's most really, that would freak oh, me out a little bit. <laughs> so basically, I noticed that this is a grown man. I would say probably late forties, early fifties, and he is hovered as close to the computer as it can possibly be, and he is watching, you know, intense live. Well, not live, but video porn. And I was thinking to myself, how desperate is this guy? Like. He probably doesn't own a computer or a laptop and he is coming to the library where people know what he's doing. And he's just like, I just don't care. Like I've got, I mean that, that to me was the most eye opening thing that I saw that somebody was able, uh, I mean that somebody was not that he was that sick of an individual, just that he was that driven. That was that compelling yeah, to him. Yeah. That desperate. Yeah. It was saddening. It wasn't, it didn't disgust me. It really made me sad. Yeah. Uh, oh, but just to, just so you know, like to go back to that question about like, seeing people you know and i said they look different like i don't mean that necessarily in a negative way i mean like it's just weird you get there and like when the camera like when the when the fans aren't there and and the iphones aren't clicking like you just see people for like real people you know yeah. they're no longer uh, uh uh that was that was a big thing for me you know it was just like to see wow. the sex worker become a human yeah yeah instead of like just an object and like that yeah. was a that was you know, kind of crazy. So, but they, there's definitely like an on and off switch, you know, it's like, Hey, Hey, Hey. And then yeah. when people walk away, they just become themselves again. And just, Carl, you know, how do the people at the porn shows react to you, you guys presence there? Is it hard for you to be there? It seems like they wouldn't want you there. No, they actually, I mean, most of them answer, they're pretty good. Uh, you know, because we don't, when we go to a porn show, we don't really go so much about the porn recovery aspect. We just go say, Jesus loves you. Like, 
We're there strictly for outreach. So we hand out the Jesus Loves Porn Stars Bibles. And That's kind of crazy that, that a Christian organization could go to something like that and not be run out of there. So y'all must be doing something right for them to accept you, you know what I mean? Because you yeah. think they go, get these uh, people, they're going to come here and be condemning to us. We don't want them here. So you must not be doing that if they allow you to stay. No, we get, you know, we'll get the people, we'll get some people every show to come up expecting that. And then, you know, they walk away and go, oh, wow, and you disarm them. And then sometimes you get like the angry atheist guy who just has to prove that he's right. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, he walks away still angry. Um, right. But, uh, you know, it's it, it's a mixed bag, but I'd say by and large, we get a lot of favor at these shows. In fact, the one of the shows we deal with, uh, the guys that own the show, they own several of them. Um, we have a really good relationship with them and like they give us tremendous favor. Like, I mean, helping us out with shipping items for us on the, on the, you know, for free. I mean, we are paying them for the show, but they do all these things outside of what they could charge us for. They're really good. And, and they're local guys to me. So it's great. Like I've, I've had lunch with, with them, drinks with them two or three times. I went, I went to the one guy's birthday kids party. It's like, it's just cool. You know, like, they see us for, you know, oh, we, we appreciate your approach, even though we don't necessarily agree with it. And uh, what's great is it opens up great conversations to talk about Jesus at times. Yeah. I think what's so cool about this is what exactly kind of how we were talking earlier is exactly what Jesus did. Jesus is God. He left heaven and became human so that we would he would know and show us that he could be like us and yet still not be infected with sin and stuff like that. I just love that he came and and allows us to be human. Like he created us as human. And with, even with all our faults, Jesus still loves us. And I just think that's such a cool story of meeting people where they're at and regardless of their sin, just trying to love them and care about them and treat them the right way and really love them. They, they, you know, a lot of these people are outside the church. One question I did want to ask, um, do a lot of porn stars call themselves Christians? I don't know about a lot. I don't talk to a ton of them. Yeah. You know, I, I'm dealing more with the teams than a lot of the conventioners. I, I, yeah. Some of the I've had I've had good talks with a couple male porn stars over you know over the past year, but um, you know I've but we have yeah we've had we've had ones come up to our booth and you know they they say they're a Christian and hey I mean you know I, what am I to say I'm not the judge you know so but yeah I've had people come up and say they're Christian a lot of a lot of surprisingly a lot of them with the church background you know my dad was a pastor this and that it's uh you get all you, you get more of those stories than you would imagine. Yeah, I kind of feel like that might would even be the norm, just maybe even, I bet yeah. there are some serious stories of Christian oppression or something, and then you just lash out, because, you know, that's even... I think so, yeah, they, they go through that real religious, that was me, you know, that was, um, and I, I was like a real religious background, and, you know, that, that oppressive atmosphere, man, it just never breeds anything positive. Yeah, I so. think the, the word for it, for a lot of it is uh, re- repression. You know, yeah. like uh, sexuality yeah. is so repressed in Christianity because people are oh, afraid yeah. of it or looking bad that it, it just comes out yep. on the dark side, on the back side, yep. at least for porn users. I don't know about porn s- stars, people active, but, pe- you know, users of porn for sure are that way. Yep. No, so, Carl, I'm, not making, right. uh, I'm not making light of what you're doing at all, but I want to ask you to give a, a minute spiel, so to speak, on uh, porn addicts that are listening to this right now. Like you, you've got their attention. Uh, what do you want to tell them? Uh, I, I think the biggest thing is just to those guys out there, like I've been there, I know what it's like. And, you know, I think the first step is just deciding whether or not you want it anymore. Uh, I can't, can't force somebody in recovery. Some guys just, they, they don't have a problem with porn. So it's like, 
for me, it's just a big picture, you know, like I, I don't, I don't like focusing on the porn issue per se so much. Yeah. I mean, it, like I said, it's, it's a sin just like anything else. You know, we, we label the porn addict as this guy or that guy, but we have no problem with the people in church that have tremendous pride or forgiveness issues or, yeah. you know, they're not giving or, you know, they're slanderous or they'll lie to your face. Like you were talking about earlier, they'll, they'll lie to your face about how things are going, but in reality, their life's a wreck. Like we have no problem with those people, but porn addicts, like they're a special breed. And truth is they're not, it's just a sin, but so I don't really focus on that as much as the fact that it's just, they're just robbing themselves of better. You know, it's like, Hey, you know, your, your marriage, how good's your marriage? Well, it could be better. Okay. I'll, I'll tell you one way it could be better. Get rid of the porn. Yeah. You know, porn. All right. One more question, Carl. How about women and porn? I mean, I think we tend to be overly male focused because we're male, um, yeah. but we get a lot of people talking about women and porn and we know that's way more common than it is reported. What's your experience? Yeah. Uh, they say our stats say 18 to 20 percent of women struggle with porn habitually. We do get a lot of women, you know, visitors to the site. Well, I mean, we get a lot of people visiting the women's site now. Some of those, a lot of those are guys thinking that there's actually naked pictures of women on it. But um, that's true. Yeah, but that we probably really we helps y'all's web traffic a lot. <laughs> yeah, it can, it can. But um, <laughs> but we get a lot of uh, you know, but we get women to site. We uh, with our recovery group program, we had a male recovery group program for a year, and we finally launched our female recovery group and launched our first group, and it filled up like within like a week. And then we launched our second one, and that one's almost full. And we're now launching our third one. This is all since January. So it's like, yeah, there, it's it's a much more common problem with women than, than we think. Um, and the other thing is, again, going back to that whole genre, it's like it's not just videos. It's not just this. It's like mm -hmm. it's the books. It's the trashy novels. It's, the, it's like anything that's taking you outside of that realm where your husband's satisfying you. You know, I really so. like that approach. That's really is kind of novel. So we're not like what we tend to do here is focus on, you know what? I bet you about half or more of the people that are listening to this podcast watch porn. Knock it off, knuckleheads. That's that's kind of the approach I'd like to take, but that's not really the right one. I think where you're at is uh, is pretty smart and pretty biblically accurate is you are the sin. What you're doing is robbing you of something yourself you're hurting yourself here and you yeah. can have better and god wants better for you and he can help you yeah i, I really like that approach a lot yeah it's like it's such a because i I've, I've banged my head against the wall and i'm not going to say the church because it's my own church but uh and if they're listening oh well but i i've banged my head against the wall with uh the leadership at our church for over four years now like they know i'm on staff with triple h church and everything they have a guy in there you know in their congregation who's on staff with like one of the leaders in this area. And, um, we still don't have any sort of pornography recovery group. We still haven't had a series on pornography or sex or anything like that. Like this is one of these things. And we have a very young culture and we know, they know that a lot of the young guys in the church struggle with it because they've come to me about it. And it's just like, wow, you know, you just, it, it, you want to bang, you, you want to bang your head against the wall. Cause it's like, do you understand that you have this, all these young guys and we're all big on that whole leadership culture, which is the hot thing, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and uh, it's like, okay, you just want to keep pushing out leaders, but you don't want to talk about whether their foundation is like there. You know, going yeah. back to what you said with the mega pastors, like I think it's, it's ridiculous. You, you have Christian universities or seminaries and like they don't have, uh, they don't have any pornography issue, pornography pro, um, programs. 
they don't ask it on their applications necessarily. You know, it's like, uh, hey, listen, if you're applying for a BA in sociology, yeah, I don't think whether you look at porn or masturbate is an issue. But if you're pursuing your master's in divinity, you might want to have that in your questionnaire. Like, hey, if you're going <laughs> in the pastorate, like, do you, are you a hardcore porn addict? Like, let's let's talk about that. Like, and I think yeah, we just push, it, yeah, the, push these young really guys out. It's really yeah. frustrating because it feels like it's off the table or something because – and honestly, I think one of the reasons why is because everybody's doing it. So nobody yeah. – really, like, let's just don't talk about that one because, man, that, that's uncomfortable and I don't want to get there and I don't want to go there. Like porn, you can watch anything right now. In fact, the other day I was trying to find – I was trying to text Joey a funny picture uh, and his wife just dyed her hair blonde. So I was trying – I typed in bald-headed guy – with a blonde-headed woman. That's what I typed in, and it was. And I promise, all the sites came up porn sites. That's all I typed in. It, it was all porn. I was like, "Is this real?" I, I mean, I, I I thought when I was I wasn't even thinking about porn. I was thinking just a, a like a family picture of a bald-headed guy with a blonde-headed woman, and it was immediately porn. I was like, "Man, it, it's really everywhere. It's in everything. I mean, it's on everywhere. Facebook. It's all over the place. Sex sales, sex sales, and you just hit with it so much that it's like, even if you're not going to an actual credit credentialed porn site i mean you can uh, twitter you can find pictures of girls naked i mean facebook it's you can, crazy I, instagram all yeah, that stuff on google i actually typed in hot girls and all that came up were <laughs> <laughs> and you just meant like t- maybe they had a temperature or something yeah yeah like you were looking it up for your daughter i don't get that you're shocked by that one huh now now carl tell us exactly what your website is and what your twitter and stuff like that is so people can follow you on there yeah, where do you want uh, people to go it's triple it's xxxchurch.com is the domain um and all our social channels are the same thing, X3 Church. So just X3 and Church. Um, those are all our, our handles. So Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Great. Well, Carl, thank you for being on today and for the thank approach you. that you have. We really, uh, we really respect it a lot, and we feel kindred with you in that you're doing something that is different than the norm and it's not against the norm we're not trying to tear anything down but we you and us are doing something different that we believe is the right thing to do to help people and um so thank you for all the work that you do and thank you for being on our podcast yeah, oh thanks. man it was a it was a good time hopefully i still have a job but it was a good time <laughs> <laughs> hey if not you can volunteer with us because that's what we do too <laughs> I, you know what i would do this every week because this is fun <laughs> do y'all have a podcast uh no we don't have a podcast we have video you know we put out well you know, should start one you should just have a podcast and have people come on and have one you know you could keep it short just have one guest a week tell their story and you know it could be pretty simple but i think people probably would like it you do a good job with it yeah for yeah. sure thanks man hope we have right. a uh yeah. lifelong friend here maybe we'll do it again sometime yeah if we come through new jersey man we'll try to hit you up maybe you can come out to a show or something you can buy oh, us that would meat. be that would be sweet yeah. i would i and would some do that beer. <laughs> and yeah. some t-shirts yeah all right, oh, sweet, sure. Carl. Well, thank you so much. All right. All right, so what do you guys want to do next? You ready for the news? I, th- I think so. Good evening. This is news with um, – good evening. This is Toby Morrell. This is news with Toby. All right, what news stories do we have, Toby? Well, we have some news uh, today, uh, the, you know, what's all over the news is this old Donald Sterling, you know, the, this old man, this old, this old guy. Wait, you mean the 80 year old billionaire that doesn't like black people? Yes. Yeah. He him, got, okay. He got caught while he was in his pajamas on the phone, uh, <laughs> saying ra- racist, very racist things in his and, home to his girlfriend got recorded and he didn't know it. 
yep, cheated on his wife, has a girlfriend, and kind of like Delilah, she uh, cut him up, man, pretty bad. So he now, because of his racist comments, which were just horrid and horrible, um, he actually uh, now is, has a lifetime ban from the NBA. He's got fined $2.5 million, which literally isn't that bad since he's a billionaire. So, uh, But still, $2.5 million, that's probably he probably doesn't want to lose that. So and What yeah. people don't know is he is the marriage pastor at Triple X Church. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. He just hired him yesterday. Yeah, he, he needed a job, and they hired him immediately. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, so now and now they're going to try to force him out of being an owner for the NBA. So it's getting kind of it's, – it's actually really stiff punishment for sure, but they can't actually – they can try to force him to sell the Clippers, which I bet he will just because, what's, you know, everybody will boycott and he'll lose money anyway. But hey, y'all, y'all hear Al, Al Sharpton stepped in and said, I am – Outraged that the NBA is not doing anything right now. Like he, he yeah. was impatient. Yeah. Oh, oh man, it, I love when those guys, guys get outraged. Now here's an interesting side story on this that uh, I heard. Um, y'all, y'all remember Grandmama Larry Johnson? Yeah, Charlotte, yeah. Charlotte Hornets, heck and eventually yeah. played for the New York Knicks. Love me some Larry Johnson. He actually said this, and nobody's up in arms over it. He said, "You guys are missing the point. We have to start an all black league." And he no was, way. He, yeah, he said he, they, we should start a. They should just start their own league with just black people and i was like that sounds racist like no i guess you have to tiptoe tiptoe around some stuff. I mean, that sounds like if i were to say yeah we're gonna start an all-white basketball league no races are allowed i think people would say i'm racist so nobody's up in arms over that and i thought that was just a really bizarre thing to say that kind of made him look a little ignorant i think and i still love me some larry johnson he's one of my all-time favorite yeah, basketball players him. for the for sure, but well, it wouldn't take that big of an adjustment, yeah, honestly, that's, that's to get true. that league. Yeah, that we're is true. Him too. But I'm we're that, hire that him. No, you know, uh, you know, any other races at all. So. No, Yao Ming. Yeah. The, the no, problem yeah. I have with that is I think, but if if they if Larry Johnson wants to start an all black league, that's great. If this guy doesn't like black people, then I mean that's on him. I mean that's that's really a bad way to be, and he's a bad human being, and nobody has to like him. Uh, but right. I, I think it's I think it is kind of crazy that somebody could be forced out of ownership of something they own because of something they said in private when the, in their own home that was yeah, just an opinion. Mark Cuban, and Mark Cuban said it was a slippery slope. I think it's really I think it's really slippery because imagine I mean like I think even if he said something way worse than that he shouldn't be forced out of like whatever you know his job right. or his ownership. Like even if he said I would love to kill children, that's that's worse than being racist, right? But yeah, you shouldn't lose your job if you say that to your girlfriend, in in your privacy of your own in home. Your so home and not knowing your report. I think that's nobody. Up. We're not we're not negating that he did really terrible things, and not and we're not saying that he shouldn't be uh, ostracized or something. But it's just like, hey, you know what? I got one. I got one other really thought on this, and that is, sinful human people love to be outraged and hate other people. And oh, I think that I think that's the craziest thing about it. Because think about it this way: would er, he's a billionaire, which makes him the best possible target. So. Would everybody here, everybody on Facebook and everybody in the world guarantee they want him to lose his team and lose all his money because he's a racist asshole, right? Right. Would would people rather see him lose his money, suffer, and uh, lose his team, or if they could choose to simply have him be sorry and no longer be racist? Yeah. Which would I people agree. choose? I think people love being pissed off. Yeah, man. they want him to suffer. They don't want because, like, what if they just said, "You know what? I'm not racist. I shouldn't be anymore. I've learned my lesson. I think that is messed up." Everybody be 
disappointed if he became less racist. Everybody wants him to be racist, hate him, and watch him suffer. That's yeah. messed up. Yeah, I totally agree. I was even thinking, too, though, what's really crazy is I think just because the way the world is, if he said, you know what, I really want to repair my image. I care about that. He could take like 500 million, maybe even, you know, he's a multi-billionaire, I think. Honey, uh, he could probably take so much money and then just really help minorities uh, a bunch. And everybody might forgive him and just go, oh, you know what, that guy, he really did change because he gave me money. He's pretty, you know, I think. I no, mean, that, that's, already, I, that's already part of the story. He uh, already gives a ton of money to uh, organizations like that, but they say it's because he's racist and it's like blood money. Oh, I see. So that he doesn't get, oh, you know, like they were going to give him an NAACP award yeah, I know, because, he, for- because he gives so much money. But that's like not, you know what I mean? Like it's pretty shady. It'd be yeah, like. It- you know, people take he's been shady for a long time. So, okay, moving on to the now, ne- wait, next ba- topic. Basically, how Carl uh, presented himself. Carl, you don't care about this guy because he doesn't struggle with porn, right? He's eighty. I, well, I, you know, <laughs> <laughs> he's eighty. You know, like I think, I think, I think what he said was horrible. But he's eighty. Yeah. You know? I don't. I don't care because he's eighty. Like, my goodness, it's it's somewhat like maybe he's just like, man, I'm eighty. I ain't got long. I can do anything now. I can be the worst. I can kill everybody. I'll kill. I'll hurt. I'll say you the know, worst. I've, I've run into some old people that are like that. But <laughs> I'm just saying, when you're eighty, just like me, when I'm eighty, if I'm alive and everything's okay, I'm starting to chain smoke. I'm gonna just party. <laughs> I'm gonna chill. No, no, you're not gonna. I'm. You know, I'm not gonna worry about anything. Anyway, moving on to the next topic. This next one, uh, and that was from ESPN, by the way, that, that, some of that article I read. This next one's from the uh, New York News and Politics website, newyorkmag.com. This is the horrifying details of Clayton Lockett's torturous execution in Oklahoma. Have y'all heard about this? I oh. saw the headline. I didn't hear the story. Tell me. It's a botched execution of convicted rapist and murderer in Oklahoma. Um, and so it's kind of brought back up the, de- the, the de- debate again. Um, you know, should people be executed? Um, is, is that us? acceptable punishment. Um, so he, it was really crazy. Um, he basically, they injected him with a drug that is supposed to help him not to feel any pain, you know, and then, um, he's supposed to basically pass out and then they put the drug in him that kills him. But apparently the pain, uh, the first shot that he got, um, they didn't realize there was some kind of vein failure. They don't know the whole story, but basically he, they thought he had passed out or something, but within three minutes, uh, he was back and he was twitching and he was screaming and he was just going and he started really freaking out, going all kinds of crazy, I think. And, uh, yeah, so, so everybody had to watch it. They had to close the curtains and he was just like in agony and they, they had to rush him to the hospital to try and save his life at that point. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So it was like really painful. He exhaled super loudly and then they thought he had vein failure and it was just, so my question here, are people, are there people who are saying since he's a, criminal and a rapist and all that that he deserved to die painfully anyway is that somebody's point of view i think the same people that are hating donald sterling are probably saying man this is cruel and unusual punishment yeah so it's always a two two two-sided street you know but i mean i i I can't say that for sure because i mean this guy he actually he killed uh, a lady and then went back and raped her roommate i think he killed and he shot a 19 year old woman buried her alive and then raped her roommate in 1999 so what do y'all think are y'all y'all think yeah, man, you you deserved it, or you think, man, I feel really bad that his last, the way he died was bad. Because I mean, the way you know the people he killed was was bad too. So I don't think it's a justice thing, but I guess yeah. I don't really care a ton. I don't know. Yeah. You know, I just 
I don't really care it's, a ton, I guess, unfortunately. It sucks. Yeah, he he died, and that was sucky. It, it was awful. I, be, I, I mean, I wish it wouldn't have been torture and pain. And I don't know where he was at when he ended. Maybe he really asked forgiveness. And It reminds it. me of the Green Mile. Remember when that guy was supposed yes. to dip that sponge in water and he didn't? Uh, you're right. He you're was exactly an right. asshole. Ooh. Yes. Okay, also in the news, uh, iPhone 6 is coming out um, in September, I believe, and everybody's all the speculation, but... Um, one thing it reason, turns into a jetpack. This is a personal one for me. I dropped my iPhone the other night, so now I have to try and make it to September. Me too. You got a cracked screen. Very bad. Me too. Crack. I was just trying to figure out what should I do. Should I wait or not? I know, man. I just I I kind of think if you guys if we could just stop and y'all pray for like a miracle for my phone. Y'all want to do that or not? Uh, Carl, go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm listening. I'm listening. I don't want to, you know, yeah, walk yeah. all over you. Uh, well, I just, I think, uh, yeah, it just sucks. So hopefully my phone can make it. Man, is yours going to be able to make it till September? I don't think I'm going to be able to make it. I might have to pay somebody to do my screen or something. I don't know. You, well, you know the new phone? Uh, well, the new phone, they they say it's going to be uh, way thinner. Um, it might have face recognition. These are all spe- This is all speculation, you know, but they it's going to be a larger screen. I think your screen will go all the way to the end on the sides. Um and it's supposed to, it looks really cool, the pictures I've seen, but I'm not exactly sure if it's all true or not. But supposedly it will be September, so I'm going to try and make it, but I just don't know if I can. Uh, and then the last news story that I just thought was just hilarious is, uh, this is on NBC News, officials say, Florida woman just attacked by one bear, bear not five. And that basically sums up that whole story. She just wanted to make clear, hey, y'all, seriously. I know y'all originally heard. reported she was attacked by five bears. Yeah, I know y'all heard. It was like several. That is inaccurate, she said. <laughs> it was actually just one bear, so not really a big deal. One bear. That's that, tough. One bear is hard to fight, but I just want y'all to know it was one bear. And I, uh, yeah. So I thought that was really funny. That was in the Sunshine State wildlife officials said that So in Florida. So, uh, yeah, so she made made it clear it was not like five bears. Just one. <laughs> so there was a pass. Everybody in Florida thought there are a pack of bears going around attacking women. We've got to do something. She's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. There's one bear. He was, he was a jerk, but it was just one. So. That is and the end of my. Her, uh, he broke her iPhone. I heard. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. She had a. She didn't. She didn't hear of a thing called a protective case either. <laughs> yeah, just saying. Been awesome. <laughs> Only if she had a protective case. All right, that was the news, huh? <laughs> that's is that a sad clap? Yeah, that's a little clap. You know, if it's like, thank you, Toby, for your effort. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Hey, uh, Toby, your beard just looks really, really crazy and gigantic. Yeah. And I read uh, that Ashton Kutcher said, the scruffier your beard, the sharper you need to dress. Wow. Agree or disagree? Uh, I disagree. I think the scruffier you are, the, the scruffier you look, the cooler you look probably. I, I mean, I want to be clean, like not smelly, but I think a little sloppy with a beard is kind of cool too. Okay. I don't really... Uh, ascribe subscribe to ashton kutcher's thought processes <laughs> so, that's so anyway all right if, if matt i got some more stuff to talk about but we need to end it probably don't we I've, I, I've had enough news i was wondering if anybody had a joke about joey would be nice oh crap <laughs> you know i did not prepare um well let's let's just close with um a thank you to carl and yeah. say something silly about masturbation so for those of you that uh, stayed with us to the end, we want to thank you. We want to thank Carl again. You're very loud. And uh, we want to put everyone on a 
one day masturbation challenge. If you can get through that one day, then try it again the next day, and then the next day, and then the next day, and then masturbate. Oh no! And then the next. I, think, I totally misunderstood what you're saying. Sorry. Hey, and, and and if you want any more talk on masturbation, go to our podcast number three, where we talk to guest Master Nate. Nice. Enjoyed we- it. See you guys later. Peace. <laughs> All right. See you, Matt. See you, Carl. Later, guys. Yep. Later.